talking to you though. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this really helped like me just personally, but also like me understanding you and like yeah. feeling like more open and connected type mm -hmm. stuff. For sure, bro. I've never, I think you're the first friend in my circle or in any of the circles that I've actually like told my stories to or even my problems or the things I've been through. So I'm hella happy that you got to hear it too because it's something that I've been wanting to do, but there's no like, there hasn't been a way for me to just be like, hey, what's up, bro? Like, listen to this, like, you know? This is a structure where like we can answer those questions and really tell the story that I've been wanting to tell but I couldn't. So Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask Podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch and I'm really glad you joined us. Now, today we have a special treat for you. Today on Taking Off the Mask podcast, you're going to experience uh, here a face-to-face -face conversation between Kevin, who was in episode 35, and Choke. And Choke was one of our interns from last summer. Um, he just completed his freshman year of college, and now that he's back, we have gotten him in here for an episode with Kevin. They know each other. They actually went to high school together. But what you're going to hear in this conversation is the conversation go from playing around in the halls of high school, being silly in class, to some really deep conversation. You're going to hear these two men. They're young men, but they're they're men. They're 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 adults according to the world, according to age. But these two men come together to really get to know each other a lot more. You're going to hear them say that Man, we should have had this conversation a long time ago. Man, I, I didn't even know these things that you were going through. And imagine that for your own life. Like, who in your life do you think you know, but you really don't really know? In this work of taking off the mask, we are trying to give people opportunities to recognize there's so much more going on with each of us than anybody can see by just looking at us. What you're going to hear in the conversation is uh, the conversation go to a place where um, it's silent for a while. As one of the young men begins to recognize this question is a little hard. You're going to see how the Ever Forward, the adventure game that we created um, is used as a conversation builder. How one question can lead to different places in a conversation between two people. By the way, I want to give you an update. I want to thank everyone who supported our Indiegogo campaign. We exceeded our goal of $10,000 that is going to allow us to support over 300 teachers to receive Ever Forward Club, the adventure game. And we're going to be start shipping this summer, late summer. And so the order have been made. We are ready for uh, to start getting the tools together so that we can get these out to educators. If you're an educator, please stay tuned so you will know how to sign up. If you know an educator, please let them know that we're going to be giving these decks out to people all over the country. And so we look forward to the next step of what's happening with the Ever Forward Club Adventure. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for contributing. Thank you for being a part of this movement with us. And we look forward to 
um, you getting it into your hands. If you are not already following us on social media, please follow us at Ever Forward Club. You can see the information in the show notes and you will be able to get the firsthand information when we open that up um, for educators to sign up. So thank you so much again. We really appreciate you. And this is a team effort. So we really appreciate everyone on the team being a part of this movement. If you haven't yet, um, subscribe to this podcast. I'm going to invite you to do that. If you haven't told somebody about it, I invite you to do that. Whatever way that you can make sure that this conversation um, is experienced by more people, we invite you to do that. But first and foremost, I hope you enjoy today's episode. I hope that it inspires you to call somebody in your life you've been thinking about and invite them to have a deeper conversation. Invite them to have more uh know you more and maybe invite them to tell you more about themselves. This is what we've been doing here in this episode in the taking off the mask podcast. And this summer you're going to experience more of the face-to-face episodes as some of our young men are going to be taking over the podcast. And so I'm super excited that Kevin, who not only was one of our uh, participants in episode 35, he's now back and he's going to be doing some guest hosting this summer. And you're going to be getting to experience other voices as well of more men being willing to take off the mask. So thank you for being a part of today's show, for listening. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. My name is Kevin Romero. And if you guys have heard my voice before, I guess... It's because I was on episode 35 and I told everyone that I was going to be working with Ashanti and the Taking Off the Mod, uh, Taking Off the Mask podcast. So I'm here now with my friend. Choke. Yeah, this Choke. Uh, man, me and Kevin have been friends for like at least three, four years, right? Something like that. Like what, eighth, ninth grade? No, not no, no, tenth grade. Yeah, tenth grade. At uh, ACLC, mm-hmm. and I mean, it just like as the years went on, you know, we just got closer and closer type stuff. Like Kevin, my brother type stuff now. So yeah. you know, we both got that crackhead energy. You know, we just <laughs> running around the place and stuff. We work out and stuff, just talking about what we like to do and stuff. Yeah. And I guess in today's episode, we're just gonna have a conversation between two friends. And it's just going to be recorded. Um, the, the first step, I guess, is to make the mask. Have you ever made a mask before? Yeah, I made a mask before, yeah. I made, like, maybe two, three ones before. So, you know, the step process of Yeah, the steps. All right, I guess we're just going to start creating the mask right now. And, yeah, we're going to see where that takes us. What we're doing is we're drawing a mask on the left side. And we're drawing the mask, like, the... I guess we show the world and then we're doing the mask that we don't show the world. And we're just about to do it. This is something that me and Choke have never done before, like face to face. So yeah. Yeah. yeah like, like we've never told each other our true feelings, you know? Okay. But yeah, so that's what we're doing. And we're writing three words that represent the front of the mask or like what we show. And then we're putting three words on the back of the mask that represents what we don't show. All right, let's let's get started. Hey, bro, are you gonna draw too? What? Are you gonna draw too? Draw? Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna say draw plus words. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay.
I'm a bad jar though, so. I'll probably draw a mask that looks like those Dia de los Muertos ones. They got like, they got that skinny, skinny cheekbones. And then I better put some big eyes because I'm crazy sometimes. <laughs> and a smile because I like to smile. I'm just gonna, whatever comes to my mind, I guess. Like right now, it looks like a potato. You know, it doesn't represent anything. It's just, I don't like make, I don't like making a real mask because it feels like, like a real mask, I get hides yourself, but we also have to remind ourselves that, that it, it could be human. It could be a human, you know, having a mask. So, I would say like the front of the mask is what you want people to see. What what you walk up into the room, acting like you know when you're with your homies, or when you talk into your teachers or your classmates, like how you present yourself. You know, you walk up in a room with a smile on your face, and are you the class clowns type stuff? Like, is that the front of your mask, or are you walking in a room? Talking about anime, hanging with the anime homies, you know? And then the back of the mask would be like, how you act when you're in your room at night type stuff, right? When you're alone, when nobody see you. Or like the thoughts and the emotions you be thinking of or you be feeling when you ain't around nobody else, right? Like if you, people be having their shower thoughts, like maybe that's the back of your mask or when you're laying in the bed looking at the ceiling, like what you thinking of, what you're feeling like, that could be the back of the mask, right? What you're afraid to show people. Hmm. That's how I feel. I'm good, I'm done, yeah. Do you wanna go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I'll go. <laughs> All right. Uh, front of my mask, I put dependable, fun, and intelligent. I feel like that's something I try to put up like front when I'm like with anybody like my friends or like even classmates type stuff is like I'm a dependable person like we could talk about anything type stuff but I also know how to have fun you know like when I'm with my friends you know I like to have fun like I was talking about like me and Kevin like that crackhead energy you know like all over the place type stuff and then for intelligent like like I know stuff, you know, like act, act like I know stuff. Mm. And then do you want to do it just the front of the mess and then we'll go on the back of the mess? All right, let's do it. Um, for mine, I guess I'm going to describe what I what I drew. Mine is like a potato person. Like I'm not really good at drawing, but like I did like a potato person and the words that I wrote were happy, excited and funny. Um I guess that I always show that I'm happy or I'm always smiling. So a lot of people think that I'm happy all the time, right? Because it's just something that happens. It's such a natural smile. Even if I'm faking it, it looks like I'm always happy. It also makes me like, I guess smiling gets other people excited. You know, they'd be like, oh, Kevin's vibing with me. But in reality, I might not. I'm just smiling because I smile. Like, I, I don't really know. But and then funny, I guess. I can be a little funny, right? But I wrote it there because it's a it's a good feeling, right? Everybody wants to be 
everybody likes being funny or for somebody to think that they're funny. So, that, that, yeah, that's what I put it. <laughs> yeah. For the back of the mask, I put, I don't know how to get where I want to go. Mm. Or like, better words be like, I feel lost sometimes. And yeah, maybe it could be like what I want to do or how I want to do it. Mm. Like, I feel like there's so many things in this world and so many things to do or that I might want to do. I don't know how to pick what I want to do for my life type stuff. Mm. Or if it's a combination of something or if it's another way, like another medium of it, but I just don't know what it is. Mm. And I just thought of this too, like, sometimes I'd be feeling like left behind mm. type stuff. I like maybe my friends or other people in my life, like they be doing stuff and it leave me out of it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go with my back of the mask. I drew a person with curly hair, X on his eyes. Um, kind of looks like a clown, to be honest, when I'm looking at it. And the three words that are on it is unmotivated, stressed, and loss of energy. I put unmotivated because, like, I wake up every day, right? And I have to do school, I have to do work, or something that's along those lines. And I feel unmotivated to wake up in the morning and be like, I have to do school because it's not something that makes me happy. Like, I like doing things that make me happy, right? But I just feel unmotivated to do it. And it's not, I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for someone else. So it really just, yeah. Like, It really just stresses me out, I guess, and it moves on to the next one. It stresses me out because I have to do so many things for other people, and it's not for me. And it's just like, they expect too much from me, and I can't give it my all all the time. Like, I can't act like that I'm happy. I'm at 100% each day when I'm not. So, excuse me. It goes with the loss of energy one, too. Doing it every day, doing something that makes me unhappy, makes me lose my energy. And I just don't want to continue. I just want to step back, take a break, go away for some time and come back when I'm energized or when I'm full of energy. And yeah, that's what I wrote. I heard the the part where you said like you feel left out mm-hmm. when your friends hang out and stuff. I'm one of your friends and I'm not going to lie. Like I hang out with other people, right? So, were you? No, nah, no, nah, it ain't like that, bro. No, nah, like you know, everybody got their own life. Of course, you finna hang out with your other friends. Like, mm-hmm. to, I mean, like, more like the aspect of like they doing, they moving on their purpose. It might seem like they mm-hmm. doing what they want to do sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and it be make it be making me like feel like damn. I'm not doing that type stuff. Like, mm. when I mean by like left behind, I mean left behind in the aspect of moving along towards my purpose, right? Mm. I mean, 
that's like one of the things is like the poisons of social media, you know? It's like you only see what you can see what they post, right? It's like yeah. you only see the front of the mask that's on the story or on the post type stuff. So that's that's like one of the things that's why I'd be trying to stay away from social media. Because it's a lot of it's it's an illusion type stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I agree with you. I had this talk with Ashanti actually, and I told them about it. I told them that I felt like social media was toxic. Like we're always seeing the happy side of people. And I agree with you. Like we always see that they're having fun or they're doing their business things, you know, moving along, but every day they could actually be miserable. And they're just showing that to people because they want to show off or they want to like post it to make themselves feel good because there's so many, I guess, big celebrities that always post that and they want to compare their lives to theirs. And they're like, I should be living like that when really they should just be living their own life. So I agree with you. Definitely on that comparison part. Like, like that's like the most crazy, worst thing, negative aspect of social media is how it breeds the seeds of comparison. Like mm. you're always going to compare yourself with what you see and now people compare their relationships with social media internet relationships right now they want these things that they see when really they only see what they see right Mm -hmm. like they don't see the behind the scenes stuff or all that stuff so then it just be like you be feeling like you're missing out on something within yourself or you like you ain't you ain't good enough type Mm -hmm. stuff because of that you yeah. know? I agree with you because I felt the same way there was a time in like October or something of 2020 where I decided to delete all of my social media because I felt getting wrapped into that vortex type of tornado you know and I was always comparing myself and I was lowering my self-esteem and I told myself like well, why do I keep comparing my life to my friends to the celebrities and stuff like that and when I deleted it, I guess a couple of months went by and I was super happy, super happy. And I was just like, okay, let me, like, I realized that there was more time in the day. Yeah. And I just started like working on myself and started building the things for me. And it was a great feeling. For like, like, say like a month or two after the lockdown happened, I pretty mm-hmm. much did the same thing, right? I like pretty much st- like deleted all my social media right stopped looking at all that stuff all the way mm-hmm. started just like meditating type stuff like only time that would be on social media was like youtube and just listening mm-hmm. to like me- meditation stuff or like other people talking about like spiritual stuff you know mm-hmm. then i started waking up early in the morning you know doing my stuff and then it was like up at six in the morning to like 10 p.m and i'm like damn there's so much time in the day but we really be wasting it just on the screen Yep. Like half the day or type stuff. So it's just you you really realize how important time and life is when yeah. you separate yourself from the stuff that takes up most of that. Yep. So Instagram itself builds or not Instagram <laughs> but social media builds like a mask for us where we can show them the happy side, I guess. Yeah, we just show them what we want them to see. Exactly. Yeah. Damn. 
I was finna say too though. Could take some pictures of me later, bro. It's good. <laughs> um what was I gonna say? I had a thought in my head, but I lost it. It was all like I don't know if you like noticed it, but you know how people have two different accounts, even though it's yeah, like, like the, the spam and stuff? Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like that's a mask in itself, like another mask building. Like they show, like I wish people really showed like what was on the spam account. Cause that's where they like, I don't know if you're on any spam accounts, but that's where they post like their, like their true feelings or their relationship <laughs> or stuff like that. Yeah. And they only keep it to a small amount of people. It'll be like six to 10 followers. Yeah. When in reality, their big account got like 2K. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, like why not post it on your real account like why what are you trying to hide yeah i guess that's what i'm i was trying to ask some of my friends or some of the people that i know that have it like that but it's crazy i feel like it's the same reason we just only show the front of our mask to the majority of the people right mm -hmm. don't like we feel like don't nobody want to be around nobody that always sad types of right like yeah. it's, it's just the energy like I'm gonna be messing with you if you just always got that bad energy. Like, what I, why would I be messing with you? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the that's the mentality type stuff, man. It's it's like uh, we gotta realize that if we really got friends and homies and family like that, then our energy is uh, connectable, or some aspects of our energies are able to be shared and communicated, but, mm. you know, not a lot of people really do that type stuff, regardless of where, or like the medium is through, right? If it's like in person or social media or like on the phone or. Oh my gosh, hold on, I was just like, <laughs> just taking it in. Um, but I agree with you, cause sometimes people like, because the, I'm going to touch back onto where you were talking about the energy part. They don't want to surround themselves with that. And it's like, they don't want to surround themselves with it, but maybe it's because they don't want to remember what they're going through too. So they're like, oh yeah, let me talk to my other friend who's happy or getting distracted doing negative things, you know? So it's, it's so weird, like, and it gets deeper and deeper until you finally have those conversations. But even then, people start getting angry or release it in a different way, you know, like through fighting or something. And they'd be like, like, they'll be like, oh, I'm a punch. You don't talk about so-and-so because it's touching them, but they don't want to talk about it. So it's really hurting them. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's like one of the, one of the, it's like, there's two reasons that I feel a lot of teenagers or young adults mess with psychedelics or drugs, you know, mm -hmm. is because it's it's a way to push them emotions and push them feelings out of the way and just feel good type stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like bury the back of the mask and the back of the head type stuff. Yeah. Like sure it's, it's like the aspect of, oh this feels good, so I'm a vibe with it. Yeah. But it's also like a coping mechanism type mm -hmm. stuff. So, where they use it to forget. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Yeah. 
You want to move on to some questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm going to get some questions from the the adventure, the card game that was just released a couple of days ago, I think, or a week ago, something like that. And I guess we could just pick questions from here and then we answer the, the same one. Now we could take turns picking who goes first and second. And... Okay. Um, we're not going to play the real game, but it is a game, but we're just going to like ask ourselves questions, I guess. I think these are all question cards. Yeah. Okay. You good at shuffling? I mean, I'm all right. I, I can shuffle if you need me to, you know? All right. It's good. Shuffle, please, because I'm bad. It hit up Nathan for the shuffling, right? Yeah. I miss him. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Go ahead, pull it around. All right, it's good. Because <laughs> I saw you. All right. I guess. The question is, tell us about an obstacle you have overcome in your life. Tell us about an obstacle you have overcome in your life. I guess I'll talk about bullying. Um, it was an obstacle for me because people always call me names and they'll be like, oh, you're not a guy, you're a dot, dot, dot. And it hurt me, but I couldn't really speak up about it because, you know, you're a guy, you're not supposed to talk about it, I guess. So they were like, they were always like, oh, bro, just hold it in. But at some point, I feel like bursting out. And I was like, I don't want to hold it in anymore because I feel like I'm really going to hit him. And I got bullied so much that at the end of it, I was like, every time I react to whatever they're saying, they get something out of it. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're messing with his brain or something. They get happy. So I decided I was like, why pay attention to that? Like, let me just keep it to myself. And... Whatever they say, I know is not true. They're just bullying me because they want to be like me or they were trying to do something that I'm doing. So I'm doing something good. So the more I got bullied, I used it as fuel. And I was just like, yeah, keep trying to be like me. Keep trying to be like me, you know, but I'm never going to support you when you ask me for help. So let it keep doing it. So it kept like building up and it, it bullied me so much to a point after where they were like, it just got quiet. And they were like, okay. We're not going to bully him anymore. And I was like, okay. So I guess that's an obstacle that I overcame. Yeah. I guess it's, I never really think, think about stuff like that. You know, like I never really be thinking what obstacles that I overcome type stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, but when I was younger, the obstacle for me, was feeling like I, I, I had somewhere to fit in. I feel like up until like maybe eighth, ninth grade, I didn't really know like how to fit in or who I could hang out with type stuff, you know? Cause growing up, I looked like so many different 
races or so many different people were like I didn't really feel like I had like a group I could hang out with type stuff um, and also like being a part of like friendships like I feel like that used to be hard for me type stuff like because I didn't really know how to act because I used to be quiet type mm. stuff, you know, like, I ain't really used to be, I know because, like, we was in my school, you know, I was, like, loud, loud choker, you know, like, yeah. always yelling, running around type <laughs> stuff, but, you know, before that, I wasn't really like that, and then mm. I figured, like, if I start acting like a class clown, then I'll get more attention type stuff, then I, mm. maybe I'll get more friends type stuff, so then... I started doing it, and of course, of course, I got more attention because now I'm the funny kid in class. Now I'm being disruptive, so people looking at me type stuff. But I started to realize like that's really not it. Like I gotta find peace in myself type stuff, and because I mean that was stuff that I was still doing at our school too, like being disruptive, disruptive in class sometimes type stuff. You know? I don't really remember it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I started to tone it down, but that's like, I feel like that's probably one of the biggest obstacles was finding peace in myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in terms of like class clown, but just being okay with who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And as I got older and went through different experiences and met different people and met different friends, I was able to come to understand myself better and what who what I identified as and you know who Choke is you know mm-hmm. yeah I feel like that was, a, that was an obstacle that's crazy because I didn't even think about it like that but our school was very like diverse and there wasn't a lot of people that looked like us if, if we, you know yeah I know you and I'm not going to lie, it was hard to fit in. And, I mean, I don't know how long you were there for, but when I got there in 10th grade, I remember I had to make a fool of myself. I had to act like a class clown because if I didn't, I would have never met everybody that I know now, you know? Like, when I got there, I remember everybody was talking about me. They're like, oh, look at the new kid, look at the... And I could hear him. And I was like, why are you talking about me if we're not that far away? And... But it was hard, I'm not gonna lie. So I give you props for finding who you were because throughout high school, I never found out who I was until after. You know, I was in relationships that were crazy, they were toxic. And then after, when I finally had time for myself, I was like, hmm, okay, who is Kevin? And then I started to like find out who I really was or what I really liked. And I guess I was so distracted in school trying to fit in that I always stepped away from what I should have really been focusing on. So I'll give you props. For sure, bro. Props to you too, bro, because, you know, it's a journey, you know? I, I don't, I feel like you, you never, ever stop finding who you are type stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you might find peace in yourself and what you are as a being, but there's always room for us to grow. 
mm. type stuff. You good? I'm finna figure out the car, bro. <laughs> All right, it's good. Oh, that's a good one. Tell us about a time when you, oh snaps when you betrayed someone's trust. Hmm. If you need time, it's good. I'll go first. If you want to go first, go ahead. Yeah. All right, it's good. Cause I see you thinking so. I'm yeah. like, all right. Um. I guess I betrayed my parents' trust. Um. I was in high school, no, not so long ago, but um. They always tried to trust me. I guess I was always a bad kid when I was a little kid. I was always getting in fights and stuff, and. Not real fights like that, but like fights and with them, you know, verbal. And I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was a little kid. So there was a time where I even threw scissors at the teacher type of thing. Like I was a bad kid. I got expelled in preschool, bro. Like it was bad. So they started building it the more I got older, right? In high school, I guess I could say I could started no I started noticing like the things that they liked and the things that they didn't like. So I knew what they didn't like, but still in the back of my head, I was like, oh, I could sneak around and, and do stuff that I'm not supposed to do. So one day I wanted to go to like to sleep with, with my ex at the time, right? And I was like, okay, like, sure, let's do it, blah, blah, blah. We were doing all the behind the scenes. And I told my mom that I was going to go to this frisbee sleepover thing with like a team right and i told her and she was like i told her and she really trusted me she thought i was gonna go because i was one of the the captains at the time so i'm doing all of this behind the scenes you know i'm sneaking around i'm trying to sneak in through this girl's window and she's texting me like hey i just texted your coach and he told me that there's nothing why did you lie to me and I was like, Mom, I'm not lying. And I made up a whole lie, even though she had already caught me. So I started like sending her pictures of the people that were in the team, that we were all eating breakfast or something the next morning. And she was like, you don't have to lie to me. She was like, I just waited outside your school. I see that you're not here. Everyone else is here from your team. And I was like, okay, Mom. I never slept with the girl. I went to one of my friend's house at the end because she figured it out, right? So I was just like in, what's the word? Like shame, shameful, is that a word? Ashamed? Ashamed, yeah, my bad. I was ashamed, so I was like, let me go kick it with my boy. So I went to his house, he gave me a, play, a place to stay at. And then when I got back home, she was like crying. Like you could tell she was crying. And she was like, why did you lie to me? My dad, on the other hand, he was just like, disappointed and he was like he didn't really say anything but he was just disappointed and i was like well what did i do like for a little bit of pleasure like and i guess that's a time when i betrayed someone's trust time when i betrayed someone's trust I feel this is a bit different 
because this is when I was a little bit younger. But when I was hanging out with my friends at school, you know, we was playing playing games, playing playing hide and seek, and we was like, yeah, and then like some of the friends went into the bathroom. Like it was like we was chasing girls, and then. Mm. The friends, they went into the girls' bathroom, right? And then I was with one of my homies at the time, who was really a snake, bro. But he was like, you know, we like shut the door on them and like kept the door closed type stuff so they couldn't come out when we was playing the game. And then it was like two, three minutes after we had like got out, got off the door or something. Mm -hmm. And then one of the girls that had went in there came out and her finger was broken type stuff. Like, cause her fingers got stuck in like the, the uh, in between the door and the wall where it closes type stuff. Oh, so her finger was like backwards and stuff. And like, it was like, that stuff was scary, you know? Cause yeah. then we got asked, <clears throat> what happened you know who did this and I was like is is all my friends fault type stuff like mm. my friend is the one who did it like he closed the door closed the door on her and broke her finger type stuff and he's the one that told me to do it you know oh, okay but it really it really wasn't like that you know it was like it was like my idea to close the, to shut the door on them, you know, so they mm. couldn't come out to play the game. But like, I feel like that was a way that I betrayed his trust because he trusted in me as a friend to own up, you know, to own up because yeah. that that was my decision and it was mm. it was my idea at the first point type stuff to go ahead and close the door on them. Mm. But then I done lied about the situation and said that he did it type stuff. Which is like, that's that's real messed up, you yeah. know. And and after, I mean after that, man, our friendship just crumbled, you know, because then he started doing stuff that betrayed my trust and like vice versa and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it just like once once trust is broken, like it's like it's a tricky situation building it back. Mm -hmm. So. Thinking back on it now, would you wish that this guy was still in your life? Or this nah. girl? Or, or? Nah. Nah. Uh, mm. I wouldn't want the friend in my life because he did some real messed up stuff. Mm. Like before this, before the incident too. Mm. But after the incident too, that's just like, that's not what a friend did. Even like, even because that was what I did was pretty messed up. Like that's mm -hmm. not what a friend should do. Yeah. But like, it was vice versa as well. Like, so I wouldn't want that friend or that person back in my life. I probably would like own up to, you know, say like, that's my bad for lying on you and pretty much putting you in a situation where you could basically get expelled from school because you broke her finger mm. in a door playing a game type stuff. So, yeah.
Damn. Thank you for sharing. For you, for you too, bro. Like, that's like, you made me think about, cause that's like something similar, not in this, not in the sense of sneaking out mm-hmm. and going to somebody's house, but like in the sense of betraying my parents' trust, you know, like mm-hmm. that's something that I don't think I was always conscious of it, but I was doing it either way. Mm-hmm. And I kept getting caught out on it, you know, mm-hmm. and it kind of like messed up our relationship with my dad because that's where the most of the trust was like messed up and betrayed was with my dad like I kept doing stuff that he told me you know was betraying his trust and that's not moving along how a son should you know have a relationship with his father and the type stuff like how am I like how am I supposed to trust you if you if the only time we talking you're lying to me type stuff oh yeah you know or like every time you got to show me something you showing me another thing type stuff mm. you know so i feel like because of what i did when i was younger up until like maybe 2 years ago or type stuff like that really messed up my relationship with my dad because of that and how much he could trust who I am now. I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. You still talk to him now or no? Yeah. I mean like it got better? Worse I mean, he's still my dad, you know. Yeah. Like we're still cool, but I feel like no, nah, I mean I can't always tell, but I feel like he still don't really trust me type stuff, you know. Mm. I have a dad, but we don't really like talk about any problems or anything. The only times we ever talk is there's a fight, like a boxing fight, right? A boxing match or a soccer game or a basketball game or something like that. But other than that, we've never spoke up about how we really feel. I always try to understand him as much as possible, but there's this miscommunication in it. so. I really wish we had a deeper conversation one day, like, like just to talk about how he went through his life, you know, and what he what was expected from him, and why he expects so much from me. But, but yeah, you made me think about that. Yeah, I mean. I feel like I feel like it's really hard for us and like young ones to connect with our father figures or other male figures in our life or in our family because like we don't we don't really know how to connect with them type stuff you know they don't really open up with us yeah. type stuff you know like because you know that's they, that's like the prime of like the male role right the male mm-hmm. the caricature of how a man supposed to be how a man supposed to act type stuff up so i feel like 
it's like there's a lot of disconnect between the older and the younger generation of men in terms yeah. of like communicating that stuff mm-hmm. talking about that I felt like they always think that they have to keep it together like I don't have any problems but at some point we start realizing like oh you do have problems you just don't want to talk about them like even now I understand my father now right and I see what problems he has and he didn't really want to talk about and he doesn't ask for help but I don't blame him I mean his father passed away when you know when he was younger so but yeah all right let's go to the next question yeah, I don't know how many of these we got to answer, but I mean, I feel like we could go through the whole deck. <laughs> <laughs> like as much as we feel like to get off our chest or something, you know, right. you and me, we ain't really talked about none of this stuff. You know, like we we supposed to be cool like that, but mm-hmm. we ain't really know each other like that, you know, Yeah. like like we know each other, but we don't really know each other, you know, mm-hmm. like. Like we'll kick it and stuff and we'll have fun, but we've never really talked about stuff like this. And honestly though, I wish that this was something that we talked about in high school or something, because I feel like your connection could get closer and then you guys become really good friends or the connection is just better. Yeah. No, I agree, bro. Yeah. And like I was even thinking about it the other day too. I was like like I really have a bunch of friends, right? Like you know, I have multiple different uh, circles of people that I hang out with. Yeah, I've never asked them what they really like, what they're going through, or stuff like that. Like I don't know if their relationship is okay. I don't know anything about them. I just know that we have fun when we're together. But other than that, like I was really thinking about it. I was like, why don't we talk about it? Like. It should be a normal thing to do, but we don't do it. Yeah. It was just something that came to my mind right now because I've been thinking about it like the past week. But yeah. All right, I'm going to read the next question. It says, oh, this is like the opposite of that one. It says, tell us about a time when you, tell us about a time when someone earned your trust. I got to think about this one. Somebody earned the trust. This is a, I feel like this is a hard one because not a lot of people think about this one, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's something we take for granted is trust. Yeah. Oh, I just thought about multiple. I could go? Yeah, we're All right. Here. I mean, I don't want to always go first, you know? I want to give you a turn to go first, too, but... Um, you just said we always take it for granted and it made me think I was like I've been in multiple relationships in a relationship you need trust right and I've seen a lot of this stuff on social media lately like I, I got it back now but there's a lot of people that post things like especially towards guys they be like um, they say something like 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 I'm not the same guy as the last person you dated right and they'll be like I'm not going to treat you the same as your ex or something like that and it could go both ways 
right? A girl can say that to a guy, and a guy can say that to a girl, or however. And I found myself doing that once with one girl that I met. I told her, I'm not like other guys. I'm not going to leave you hanging or something. Like, I'm not just going to disappear. And I did exactly that. I didn't, that wasn't my intention throughout the relationship, but I don't know what happened. My energy was just low. Excuse me. My energy was just low, and I don't know what happened. One day I forgot to text her. And she texted me and she was like, hey, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm okay, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm just focusing on myself. Excuse me. And she respected all of that, right? And she told me. And she respected it. And she told me. Like, take all the time that you need. Just come back. Like, she was scared of me. And I was like, all right, I took all the time that I, I needed. It was three months when I realized, like, oh, crap, I was in a relationship. I didn't really have pictures of her and stuff like that. Like, it wasn't a big relationship, but I she really trusted me to come back. And when I texted her to apologize, I, like, I told her it wasn't your fault. I hope you're okay. If you ever need anything, let me know. But I really messed up this girl's trust. And, like... I didn't even process it through my head. Like if somebody did that to me, I would have been hella mad or hella sad or both, right? But yeah, so in relationships, I guess, with all of them, I guess you break some trust off of them, even though. <laughs> <I just realized>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I just, I was supposed to answer the other way, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I go and then I'm a. Uh, this, this is yeah, earning, my right? Yeah, right, earning right, trust. Right, right, nah, right. Yeah, my bad. So, I feel like a time when someone earned my trust that made me feel like. I could trust them <laughs> was I guess in 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 a, a relationship I had to like in the beginning it was like low key not low key high key like my first relationship like first real relationship because I was in high school type stuff and the only other relationship I had was some elementary school type stuff which you know that's like little kid stuff like, like yeah. that don't count but that that elementary relationship really messed up my trust for relationships because at that time I liked this one girl and we were supposed to be like like a thing but my best friend at the time, like we all went to go kick it at my best friend's house. And my girl, or my supposed to be girl, was over there. And then like her friend was over there. And then like, I had to go to the bathroom or something, bro. And I had came back and like they was under the covers, like doing something type stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, 
And that really messed up my trust for not only relationships, but also friendships. Because, like, you put me on my best friend stuff, and we already done talked about how I feel about this girl type stuff. But yeah. you're out here doing whatever the hell you're doing under the covers with the girl, you know? So I feel like coming into the relationship in high school, like, I was feeling like, uh, this might be the same type stuff, right? Like, how is this finna be any different type stuff? Not maybe not with the like the best friend part, but like, how I know you ain't finna be out here hanging out with other dudes type stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, I finna be talking to other people, but like, but when that person has showed me like they really wasn't about that, and they really wasn't talking with no other people. And like, it was more like my trust was earned through a collective amount of efforts. Like it wasn't like this one specific time, but it was like the stuff that person did over time showed me their appreciation and their love for me. Mm. And so that like, Help me trust in that person. So, like, she showed you that you should trust her, basically. Yeah, like, she, like, she showed me, like, this ain't, like, this ain't just, like, a regular, like, oh, I like you, I like you type stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm still finna go. Like, yeah, other yeah. people type stuff, like, she really showed me, like, she was about me type stuff, like that mm -hmm. she was really messing with me, really, really, you know, really about, really appreciative of who I was type stuff, even with all the stuff that I had going on and all the stuff she had going on. Cause like, there's lots of stuff going on in that person's life that I didn't even know about at the time, but like that stuff was like freaking crazy as hell. Being in that relationship and learning it over time is like, it was some really, really heavy type stuff. But this person was still putting in effort to be with me type mm -hmm. stuff and make me feel happy type stuff. Yeah. And that really like hurt my trust. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like we do that a lot in relationships. Like we put all the things that we're going through on their shoulders, like, you know, cause we always talk to them, so. They're always asking, oh, like, what happened or what's new? And then you eventually, like, trust them enough where you can tell them everything. And once you tell them everything, they're like, they hold it for you. And they're like a vessel, right? I don't want to put them, I don't want to think of them like that. But, like, it's true. I mean, and it goes both ways, too. They also pour their things into our, into our lives. And we have to, like. I don't know how we carry it every day. And then, like, we have our problems already and all the things that we need to take care of. And we're still listening to someone else and helping them, but we don't help ourselves. I guess this is a good closer then. What was the hardest day of your life? Wow. A good question for the last question. You repeat it? What was the hardest day of your life? I feel like 
the hardest day of my life was maybe about Yeah, I just say the hardest day of my life because I feel like my life wasn't super hard compared to other people's. Like, I feel like I had a pretty, pretty blessed enough life where it's like I didn't have hella, hella big struggles type stuff where it was like some super messed up stuff. I feel like. The hardest day of my life for me so far was also when I was in a relationship and this person in the relationship was the same person who I mentioned earlier who earned my trust and had a whole bunch of just stuff going on in their life that was ongoing and continuing and stuff and the hardest day of my life for that was Like, this person went, started, I started learning that this person went to, like, substances to take their mind and they paint off what was going on in their life or what was happening to them. And it was alcohol. And. The hardest day of my life was when that person had like almost died pretty much from alcohol poisoning because like that person had like downed pretty much like a whole bottle of like Hennessy or or, or something like that, some super strong liquor type stuff, you know, and like, so, you know, and me being in a relationship in high school type stuff is like, that's like the only, like, there's like three things in my life that is my life, is school, friendship, and relationship type stuff, like, so like, and being in that relationship in my high school life, and being in one that I felt was healthy and one that I actually had trust in was really hard because it's like, what if I lose this person or the relationship, you know? So like, that was real hard for me because it's like, that person didn't even want to talk to me about it type stuff. It's just like, you're just talking and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, you on the floor, vomiting blood and passing out type stuff and then your family members are talking to me on the phone type stuff and like telling me I might not see her for a few days or or again type stuff or you know so that that was probably how I feel the hardest day in my life and the most memorable hardest day for me was having that happen Um, 
I'm really trying to think, like, what the hardest day of, of my life was. Like, I'm trying to think back, but I've never been asked a question like that, right? So, I got it. I got one. Um. So this day, it was just like uh, I woke up this day, right? Yeah, it was just another another day. Like it was high school, I was stressing about finals or projects or whatever was going on, and and during that day, I guess there was people picking on me or or something was going on. I don't I don't quite remember, and. I got home that day and I was still getting bullied, I think. So I think people were picking on me. So I got home this 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 day and people were still picking on me. And I was in a relationship at the time. So I was telling the girl that I was going through problems and that people were picking on me. And she was like, oh, is it going to be okay? Like, don't listen to any of it. But how can I not? Like, I'm getting my phone blown up. People telling me like, so-and-so, and I don't know, for some reason, it got me in my feelings, and I started crying that day. And I've never been a person to hold back my tears. I've always shown them in high school I was I would cry. I didn't really care. So, But this day, I don't know why, but it, it hurt a lot. And I guess it was everything that I've been holding back, all the anxiety, all the stress, everything. So I had a rubber band that I used to just use to like not pick up my nails or my face or something. I would just use it to like give me like a redirection, right? So this day I just like pulled it all the way back and and it hit me on my arm and it left me like a bruise. And the pain felt good, I guess. And I don't know why, but I kept doing it. I like I went over my arm. And then after this day, I had to cover myself up with long sleeves. But that day, I was just crying, and I just didn't respond to anybody. Not my parents. Well, I'm not even sure that they knew I was crying that day. But I wasn't talking to my parents that day, and my friends were blowing up my phone, checking up on me because they felt bad afterwards, and I wouldn't even reply to them anymore. Excuse me. And... They started like calling my phone and, you know, typically when you call someone, they're always picking up, but I didn't pick up and there was like 15 missed calls. And I guess I just went to my backyard to relax and I was just like hanging my legs and I did something that I can't really say out loud, but something happened that day, and somebody had made a phone call, and this went on to another thing, and to another thing, and it was just the worst day of my life. Like, I never, my day went from an incline, like on a graph, to a, to the lowest point ever, and I don't even know why it got that far or 
like I can't even describe it. Like it just got down there. Like it just I hit rock bottom basically. And if it wasn't for that one friend that made the phone call, I'm never gonna forget him or her's name. But I'm happy that whatever they did, like I'm just happy they made that phone call. But yeah, that was the hardest day of my life. I mean, it was nice talking to you, though. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this really helped, like, me just personally, but also, like, me understanding you and, like, feeling, like, more open and connected type Mm -hmm. stuff. For sure, bro. I've never... I think you're the first friend in my circle or in any of the circles that I've actually, like, told my stories to or even my problems or the things I've been through. So I'm hella happy that you got to hear it, too, because it's something that I've been wanting to do, but there's no, like, there hasn't been a way for me to just be like, hey, what's up, bro? Like, listen to this, like, you know, but this is a structure where, like, we can answer those questions and really tell the story that I've been wanting to tell, but I couldn't. So, feel it, bro. Like, man, I just want to say, like, I appreciate it, like, you listening to me, but also, like, you telling me that stuff. Like, hearing, hearing, like, what you go through, what you was going through, with, like, the stuff I had going on, like, like, really makes me feel like more connected to you like as my friend but also like brother but also like like just in terms of like human beings like spiritual type stuff like yeah no i feel it though because i now know things about you that i never knew like Like, it's just something that was, that you were probably, like, not trying to show, but it, like, it really affects you, you know? So, I'm happy that you shared it, and I'm happy that I shared my stories to you, and, yeah, thank you. Respect, brother, bro. I love you, bro. I love you, too, bro. Like, for real, for real. Yeah. Let's end it there. Yeah. All right, bro. If what you heard today you enjoyed, if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring, please like and subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way for someone to uh, find this podcast, maybe like you did. Um, please tell someone about it. If you know, listen to some of our previous episodes, and if one of them rings out to you, please share it with somebody you know. Um, we also invite people to join us in a face-to-face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together. There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. So if that's something that's interesting to you, please uh, send us a message. Send us in the comments below. Let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you can, you can, if you can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available. Uh, but we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. 
Um, please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work uh, that we do in the Million Mask Movement to let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.